that one decision of who you choose to lay with can make a world of difference in how your world goes. Five seven nine four success forces part three daddy's home welcome to brothers of the word because brother you need the word and i am in the middle of a series simply called success forces there are forces that determine and influence our success just as there are forces that determine and influence failure. Part one was simply called specific goals. Part two, BBQ, and today, part three of success forces. Last night as I left Home Depot, a young lady said to me, she said, Happy Father's Day. And I had not thought about it that today is Father's Day, And yet when I got in the car, a song just began playing over and over and over in my head. And even when I began talking to my lump of sugar on the phone in the car, I started singing the song because it was just playing over and over and over in my head. You all ever had a situation where you just couldn't get a song out of your head? For some reason, it just popped there and it just wouldn't leave. The song just wouldn't go. I want you to play the song. It's about three minutes long, but I want you to play this song. It came out in 1972. It's by Jermaine Jackson. All of y'all have heard and most of you have listened to the Jackson 5 and Michael and his brothers. Go ahead and play the video of the song. Yeah, yeah. How I've waited 
That song, it wouldn't leave my head, and I kept singing it over and over. I'm not a thousand miles away, and I'm going to be here, come with me. It just wouldn't leave. And then I began to realize, I said, Lord, you've got me preaching on success forces, and I want to stay in your will, but this song just wouldn't leave. And then the revelation hit me. Part three of success forces, daddy's home. Daddy's home. And God was trying to tell me just through the over and over repetition of the song, one of the most powerful success forces on earth is daddy's home. Matter of fact, I really can't think of when you look at statistical analysis, there's almost not a greater overall, in general, success force than daddy's home. So on this Father's Day, success force number three, daddy's home. Your heavenly father and your earthly father. Psalm 68, 5 says, a father of the fatherless and a judge of the widows is God in his holy habitation. Some experts say that almost every social ill faced by America's children is related to fatherlessness. Deuteronomy chapter 5 verse 9, Thou shalt not bow down thyself unto them, nor serve them. This is in the Ten Commandments. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. And it is interesting that he did not say in the Ten Commandments, he did not say visiting the iniquities of the parents. And I've learned in God's word, everything he says is specific and for a reason. He did not say visiting the iniquities of the parents. He said visiting the iniquities of the father. For those of y'all who may be fuzzy about what iniquity means, that's wrongdoing, sin. Visiting the wrongdoing and the sins of the fathers upon the third and fourth generations. And when you start looking at the statistics from fathers.com, it says children where daddy's not home are four times more likely to be poor. 12% of children in married couple families were living in poverty. In homes where only mama is there with daddy not home had a poverty rate of 47.6%, over four times greater. Now, it doesn't mean that if daddy is not home that all of this stuff will happen to you. It doesn't mean that if daddy is not in the house, you're going to be poor. What it does mean is four times more likely. It's just like it doesn't mean if you smoke three packs of cigarettes for 20 years, you're going to get cancer. But it does mean it's a lot more likely. So when daddy is home, it makes a huge difference. 
And when daddy is not home, it makes a huge difference. I know, like, well, pastor, that's a delicate subject because even in the church, the stats are, it's a huge number of daddies not home. So yeah, it's sensitive and it ought to be sensitive. And sometimes people are afraid to adjust or address sensitive stuff because it may offend somebody. And I'm hoping that this will reach somebody who it has the time and the power to change before stuff goes wrong. So I have to kind of not worry about offending somebody else. I got to worry about trying to reach somebody where this message may make a difference in daddy being home and daddy not being home. Daddy's home, massive success force. From the fatherslessgeneration.com says daddy isn't home in 75% in teens in drug abuse centers. And when the daddy is not home, it makes the teen 10 times more likely to get on drugs. When daddy is not home, children are five times more likely to commit suicide. When daddy is not home, children are 32 times more likely to run away or be homeless. When daddy is not home, children are 20 times more likely to show behavior disorders. When daddy is not home, children are 14 times more likely to be rapist or have anger disorders. When daddy is not home, children are nine times more likely to drop out of high school. Women, when daddy isn't home, are seven times more likely to have kids as teenagers and 92% more likely to get divorced. About 40% of children when daddy isn't home have not seen their father at all in the past year. 26% of absent fathers live in a different state than their children. And half of children when daddy isn't home have never set foot in their father's home. They're serious stats. Daddy's home. And I see why God kept running it over and over and over in my head. Daddy's home. A serious success force. And let me just give you the breakdown of when daddy isn't home by race in the year 2016 in the U.S. American Indians had 333,000 daddies not home. 52%. Of American Indian families, daddy is not home. Asians in the U.S. had 572,000 daddies not home. 16% of Asian families, daddy was not home. Black had 6.2 million households where daddy wasn't home. 66% or two out of three black households, daddy is not home. Hispanic, 7.2 million, or 42% of Hispanic households, daddy not home. White, 8.7 million, or 24% of white households, daddy is not home. Mixed race, 1.9 million, or 42% of households of mixed race parents, daddy is not home. In the U.S., 24 million daddies, or 35%, not home. But the interesting thing about these stats is this. James and I were talking yesterday about 
there's a group of Asians who are considering suing the Ivy League schools. And the reason the Asians are considering suing Ivy League, which is schools like Harvard and Yale and Princeton, and all of the top echelon schools, the reason the Asians are considering suing the Ivy League schools is because the Ivy League schools have started reverse discrimination against the Asians because they are so smart, so academically accomplished, and they're starting to become overly represented in the top echelon schools. So they have started putting a cap on Asians, and the Asians said, that's not fair, we're Americans, you all ought to let us in there. But when you look at the daddy's home, the Asians have the highest amount of daddies at home. The blacks have the lowest amount of daddies at home. And you can look at the stats with the daddies at home, the academic performance, the economic performance, the crime statistics. They correlate identically with daddies at home. So if you can get daddy at home, you change a whole lot of stuff. And when daddy is not there, there are going to be some issues. So it's an interesting thing. Now, blacks have the highest rate of daddies not at home, but we're the most religious. All the stats show that we're the most shoutingest, hollingest, praying, jumping up and down folk. But we got the highest rate of daddies not at home. Now, I don't know about you, but there's something wrong in my book with that. It's just something wrong with the true representation of God, and we're the most religious, but we have the highest amount of missing daddies of any group in the U.S. So it is an issue and it is a challenge. Now, I don't want you to feel that if you are a single parent with no daddy at home that you cannot raise great children because that's not true. These are statistics and statistics relate to the general. They don't particularly relate to the, the individual because we've had some great people that have come out of single families. Matter of fact, the, the published first president of the United States, George Washington, I say published, that's another whole sermon, but the published first president of the United States, George Washington, he did have a father after 11 years old. His father died at the age of 11. And George Washington's father, his father died at the age of four. So George Washington basically grew up from 11 forward without a daddy, and his daddy grew up from four forward without a daddy. But the other part of that story is George Washington's daddy and his granddaddy, his granddaddy, when his daddy died at four, his granddaddy left him a whole plantation. So it eliminated the poverty issue. Our last president, Barack Obama, grew up without daddy in the house. And you all know how he turned out. So it does not mean because there is no father in the house, it does not mean your children are going to turn out bad. It does not mean they're going to go to pot and all this kind of, but what it does mean, it's more difficult. And it does mean that the stats are stacked against you and it's harder to do. And if you've got a situation right now where there's no daddy at home, you have to make the best of it. Bring them around strong men so they can use them in examples. Do the best that you can with them. I'm primarily talking to the folk who are not yet on the road yet. And there are those of you, and you need to send this sermon to some young folk who need to hear this before it happens. Because there's nothing you can do about locking the barn after the horse is out. So I'm talking to the folk where the horse is still in the barn, where you still don't have children yet, where this is still a decision that you can make going down the road about 
daddy home. It just simply makes a difference. I am speaking to people without kids. And I'm going to tell you, young women, don't get pregnant with a man, and you know that man is not going to be the daddy at home. Just simple as that. Don't get pregnant with the man, and you know that man is not going to be a dad. Look, you need to use some protection. Now, the proper thing to say is you need to abstain. You need to remain a virgin until you marry. But I just know most folk not going to do that. Most teenagers are not going to do it, and most adults not doing it. So I just know you're not going to do it. So I'm going to use some sense, use some protection, wrap that stuff up. So I'm just going to tell you just like it is. Because if you fool around, get pregnant by a man who is not going to be the daddy at home, it's going to first of all put you in a financial mess. That's number one. You're going to be four times more likely to be in poverty, and that's just counting the folk who are actually below the poverty level. That does not count the financial stress and strain it puts you in trying to pay for all this stuff by yourself. It puts you in a serious financial strain. So do not get pregnant by a man, and you know this man is not going to be daddy at home. Well, Pastor, how I know he's not going to be daddy at home? You have a good idea about that. You have a real good idea about that. First of all, you know he's not going to be a daddy at home if he already a daddy and he's not at home. <laughs> See, that's one of your first clues. He already got several children all across town. Oh, but he loved me. Don't be a fool like that. You're going to end up struggling for the rest of your days, tears running down your face because you depended on a man and you know this man is not going to be a daddy at home. So that's the first real clear indication. If he already got some kids and he's not daddy at home with those kids, he's not going to be daddy at home with your kids. So there are some real clear cues on this thing. I understand how it is, how you can get wrapped up in passion, how you get wrapped up in all this other stuff, how folk want thug, how they want to look, how they just want to be cool. Yeah, and this stuff is real. You want a thug, but a thug ain't a daddy. And you're going to end up pushing that stroller by yourself, going to the grocery store by yourself, when the first of the month and you got to pay your rent, you're going to be by yourself. When you even go to the delivery room, there's a strong probability you're going to be by yourself. So do not get wrapped up and overall and above all, do not get pregnant by a man and you know this man is not going to be a daddy at home. Prevention is worth a pound of cure. So that's the first key, because if you get caught up in that situation, you're going to have some issues. Malachi 4.6. Now, this is the very last verse of the Old Testament. After the Old Testament, the New Testament did not begin to be written until 400 years later. So this is the last words of Scripture for 400 years. And that last verse reads, and he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the heart of the children to the fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. God says he's going to turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the heart of the children to the fathers, or he will come and smite the earth with a curse. Fatherlessness 
creates a curse. See, all of that stuff and all of those statistics, all those are curses. Fatherlessness creates a curse. So we need to make some changes, but both this is to the young men and this is to the young women. Don't get anybody pregnant and don't you get pregnant and you know that man's not going to be a daddy at home. It makes a difference. I'm not talking to the folk who already have children. I'm talking to the ones who don't. Why the horse is in the barn. Think about this thing clear. Don't get caught up in the passion. Don't get your life burdened down. And you have to go through the struggle and the strain all your days. Because with anything, it's easier for two to carry. Just simple as that. Two together can lift four times as much as one by themselves. It just works that way. So you don't want to have to go through this by yourself. Make sure you've got a good man, a good daddy, somebody who's going to be a daddy, not a cool daddy. No, you need a good daddy, not a cool daddy. You need a good daddy. So get this into your head and don't get trapped and don't get saddled down with so many of the situations that plague America today. And don't get those curses on your world because it's going to be tougher. And you have a choice for those of you that the horse is in the barn. You have a choice. See, those are decisions. And that one decision of who you choose to lay with can make a world of difference in how your world goes. Go ahead and put the audio version of that song on, on very low as we're getting ready to close out. And I want to ask this. I want to, number one, I want to ask the fathers in this room four criteria. And for those who want to come down and stand, I want you to come down and stand. But these are four criteria. Number one, you are a father. Number two, you are a good father. Number three, you have been there all of your children's lives up until they adult. And number four, you've been there with all your children. So if you fit those four categories, I want you to come and stand down front. And then I'm going to ask those who... You didn't have a good father. Daddy was not home. I want you to come down and just hug a man who is a good father. Now, all of the good fathers who fit those four criteria, turn around and face the audience. See, you got a lot of good men here. You got a lot of good men. They're fathers. They're good fathers. They've been at home with their children all their lives, and they've been there with all their children. You see how many good fathers you've got. Now, for those of you, and you haven't had that father in your life, and in the black race, it's two out of three. It's two out of three, and you just haven't had a good daddy for one reason or another. I want you to just come and just grab a hold of a good daddy. It's Father's Day. Come on down. Hey, don't be ashamed of it. Just come on down. Grab a hold of a good daddy. Because it's two out of three who don't have that. And sometimes just the anointing. And the second thing, if we've got any young men who are not fathers yet, I want you to just come down and shake the hands of these men who have been good fathers. Because it is a challenge to be good fathers. And I understand sometimes when daddy's not home, usually it's not due necessarily to the children. It's because mom and daddy have had some issues. So, there are all kinds of circumstances, but I want you to be able to say, and even for those who are listening to this message right now and you're not at home, you need to be able to say, I'm not a thousand miles away and I'm going to be here come what may. You have to make a decision to stay because stuff gets rough. It really does. And every father goes through some stuff, but it takes a daddy particularly to raise strong men. It just does. 
If any more of you, and you need just a touch from a good, strong daddy. You see how many strong daddies we've got down here? Because that's one principle about it. Most of the daddies who are not at home are not in church either. If they're not at home, they're not in church either. So if you want to be a good daddy, come on down. Shake the hand and the hands of good daddies. Now see, these are young men. And they want to be good daddies. And to be a good daddy, you need to be able to see a good daddy. To be able to touch a good daddy. To be able to rub with a good daddy. And these are our future fathers. Success principle number three. Daddy's home. Turn up the music. Best friend wrote and told me you had teardrops in your eyes. Daddy's home. Daddy's home to stay. Daddy's home to stay. Not a thousand miles away I'm gonna be here Come with me Amen Amen And God says And I will turn the hearts of the fathers Back to the children And the hearts of the children To the father And oftentimes we think of that thing as a global earthly thing, but it's individual. When that happens in your world and when that happens in your family, curses are removed. And sometimes you have to break the curse even with the children where the fathers have not been there. And you've got to train them and you've got to teach them. And you have to bring them up in the way that they should go. And you have to take them around good daddies if it's not a good daddy in the house. Daddies home bow your heads dear heavenly father we just thank you for these men standing here right now father we thank you for fatherhood for we know this is your will this is your way it is necessary for the perpetuation and the strength of the family of a country of the world and as we rise and as we are strong fathers we shall produce strong children who in turn shall produce strong children, who in turn shall produce strong children. It flows down generation after generation after generation. And Father, for any man who is within the sound of my voice, either present or electronically, and they've not been the father they know they should be, let them go home and declare openly, 
daddy's home. I'm not a thousand miles away, and I'm going to be here. Come what may. Let them declare it, that they shall be the best fathers they can be, and they will produce the best children, and it shall continue generation after generation after generation. In thy son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You are listening to BrothersOfTheWord.com. This was part three of the series titled Success Forces, subtitled Daddy's Home by Nathaniel Bronner. This message is number 5794. That's 5794. To listen to over a thousand free messages or to send this message number 5794 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to BrothersOfTheWord.com often because, brother, you need the word. Oh, brothers of the word.